Blue Wire. With the first pick in the 2009 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Matthew Stafford. Quarterback. Stafford, step it up. Going left side. Watch Calvin. And so got him. Oh, baby, that was a rocket. And it's picked off. Intercepted by Darius Slade. No one will catch him. Touchdown, Lions. Hello, and welcome to episode 100 of The Michael Rothstein Show. I am your host, as always, Michael Rothstein. And while this episode and all of our episodes are usually sponsored by Bet Online, NFL Sunday Ticket, and Thera One, we are going to go without ads on this episode because, frankly, I feel like what I'm going to be talking about shouldn't have an ad break. And it, I've talked to my the editors at Blue Wire about it, and they seem to agree. So this episode will be ad-free, and we're just going to get into it because today, Tuesday night, recording this around 6.30, was one of the more unique, unexpected, and impressive days I think I've ever had covering certainly the Lions, but I can think of in my close to 20 years doing this. So if you haven't heard the news already, and I'm guessing if you have listened to this podcast, you already know what has happened, which is the Lions canceled practice on Tuesday to protest the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Instead of practicing, the entire team and coaching staff instead walked out of the practice facility at around 1.30 in the afternoon and for about 10 minutes, Deron Harmon, Trey Flowers, and Taylor Decker spoke to the media assembled. The entire team stood there unified, and they had a whiteboard where they wrote, the world can't go on in giant blue lettering. And then on the other side of that, in black marker, they wrote, we can't be silent. And like I said, for about 10 minutes, it went, Deron Harmon talked first, then Trey Flowers, then Taylor Decker and then Deron Harmon wrapped it up and it presented a completely united message a united team message that they were not going to stand for what happened to Jacob Blake they were not going to stand for police brutality for social injustice and for systemic racism in the United States and this has been something that multiple Lions players have been talking about for months. They've been talking about it virtually in Zoom meetings after the killings of Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. They talked about it, however, for the first time in person on Tuesday. And maybe that was the difference in what transpired. And I'm going to walk you first through kind of the machinations of the day, both from a reporter's perspective and then also from the perspective that I've gotten from talking with players who were in and coaches who were inside the building. So the day started out, at least from the media's perspective, very typically. We were supposed to be there for a 940 Matt Patricia Zoom call and then a 1030 practice as they've done every day so far in training camp. The players had already arrived, Deron Harmon, the safety, 
had actually talk, been talking with Josh Schooler, the strength and conditioning coach, and Harmon said it was really difficult for him to go into work on Tuesday after what he had seen on Sunday night uh, and heard about on Sunday night in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And Schooler and Duran talked about it a little bit, and then a team meeting started. And Matt Patricia, instead of talking about football, he opened the floor. He said what happened in Wisconsin was wrong, and whoever wanted to talk could. And according to Matthew Stafford, those conversations lasted for hours. They were emotional conversations. They were real conversations. They were conversations about personal experiences, some of which had never been shared by said player with anyone in the locker room or possibly anyone, period, before. And later on in the day, you could see that emotion out of Taylor Decker when he was relaying a story about how one of his teammates was saying that every night his mom checks on him to make sure he got home okay. And his drive home is 23 minutes. And, you know, the kid was like, why, basically? Or the player who is unnamed was like, why? And he was like, because, you know, and mom was like, because I want to make sure you get home. And to Taylor Decker, that didn't resonate at first because he, you know, he, he hasn't had to have the same experiences as this other player and the way Taylor Decker was explaining it is then he thought about, well, a couple nights earlier, he had driven home with a headlight out. And he has a Michigan license plate, an Arizona license, and he didn't think anything of it. He had no worries about being pulled over, no worries about anything happening to him. And then from listening to the stories of his teammates, he realized that not everybody had that has that same experience. And, and it really hit him. And Matt Patricia was, said that part of why he let the floor just be open for these conversations to happen on Tuesday was because he was something Trey Flowers had said to him earlier this year when they were starting to have some of these conversations after the killing of George Floyd. And that really stuck out to me when I was listening to Matt Patricia talk after the protest that they had. And this was what Matt Patricia said that Trey Flowers told to him and, and what really stuck out to him. And I quote, Trey Flowers said something in the spring to me that was so, so impactful to me. He just said it could be so simple. Just listen. It's something that stuck with me and certainly was on my mind this morning. I just wanted to listen. And there was some amazing, amazing conversation. So what the Lions did on Tuesday morning was they talked and moreover, they listened to each other. And it was clearly an emotional meeting. And then when the meeting ended, the players went into the locker room and continued the conversation for, it sounded like another 45 minutes based off the way Matthew Stafford was describing it. And players in there challenged each other of what they were going to do. They had already been having conversations amongst themselves about what could be the next steps you had Matthew Stafford, Trey Flowers, and Deron Harmon do a town hall about voting initiatives. You had Jamal Agnew speaking out at Joyke Bell's peaceful march after the George Floyd killing. There were bits and pieces and pockets. Matthew Stafford donating money to the University of Georgia for a social justice initiative that they had already been doing, but they hadn't really figured out what they wanted to do as a team, and they hadn't really figured out some of those things that were important to them yet. And then the conversation just continued. And Jerron Harmon said that the Blake shooting, he felt, was a tipping point with this franchise and with the players within it. Decker, in that 45-minute conversation, 
asked, why can't we be the catalyst? Why not now? Why not step up and say something now and do something now? And then from there, everything started to take shape. Matt Patricia even said that after that meeting, he didn't even feel right going out to practice and working on football, football drills after that. As he said, as other players said, football was not talked about on Tuesday. Matthew Stafford said it wasn't mentioned once. Football was not the most important thing to them on Tuesday. It was what can they do to create change? What can they do to be the change? How can they use their platform to get their message across? And what they came up with was what happened around 1.30 in the afternoon when Derrod Harmon came out and Trey Flowers came out and Taylor Decker came out with the rest of the team behind them and spoke about what the Jacob Blake shooting meant to them and, and why it was so important that they speak out. Something that Deron Harmon said during that really stuck out to me. He said that they will work as hard as they can to win football games, but they're going to also work really hard to make sure that they are part of the change, that they are the change. And they made a massive statement on Tuesday afternoon. And it was something that clearly resonated on social media. It resonated on television. And it was something in my eyes that was fairly well unprecedented. I, I don't remember the last time I hear, heard of a team canceling practice to protest and to say, this is not right. So that's what was going on inside the building. Outside of the building where the media was, we didn't have any idea what was going on. They kept it really close, really tight. Practice went from being delayed and kicked back to a 10-10 Matt Patricia 10:45 practice to then an 11 o'clock practice. Then at like 11:15, they sent a text message saying Matt Patricia would now talk at 12:45 with a one or 12:40 with a one o'clock start to practice or 115 start to practice. And then it was one o'clock and Matt Patricia still hadn't talked and the Lions PR head, Eamon Reynolds, texted the media and said, I'm going to come out and talk to you at 120. And then when he did at 120, he said, they're not practicing today. The players and coaches will be out in a minute or shortly to address all of you. And that is when about 10 minutes later, they walked out of the building and expressed everything that they had been talking about throughout the morning in their building and what was important to them and what mattered to them. And I'm going to read a couple of quotes. This was from Duran Harmon during that 10-minute conversation or 10-minute speech. As a team, Harmon said, we looked each other in the eyes and realized that football isn't important today. We have a platform that we're able to use not just to raise awareness but to create change. Trey Flowers, we can't be silent. We can't stay silent. We cannot be going on in the world with our regular day. So today, unified, we stand here and we came up with these words, these slogans, and we spread the message, spread the word. He's talking about the world can't go on and we won't be silent. Taylor Decker said they had really real conversations on Tuesday morning. And this is Taylor Decker now. I'm fortunate to be in a locker room with white, black, brown, different socioeconomic backgrounds, guys from all over the country, and they're guys I care about. Just to hear the pain and fear from people that I care about, people that I love are going through. I know it's not my reality, but they shouldn't have to go through that. They shouldn't have to have that fear. And Harmon 
also kind of ended on this. And I quote, The Detroit Lions will be the change. We won't be silent, Harmon said. We will not become numb to police brutality and social injustice. And here's just a quick snippet of Matthew Stafford talking about what this meant to him today. Just incredible, incredible guys on this team. Um, never been more proud, like I said, to, to be a part of it. Um, you know, and just to be, be somebody there to, uh, to help and listen. And that echoed what Decker said and what Patricia said as well. And when I think about this and when I think about kind of how the Lions reached this point, I do think about everything that they've done over the past few months and how this group of players, this team really seems to be very serious about social justice initiatives about speaking out, about using their platform to talk publicly and try to affect change about issues that they care about. And it would be remiss if we didn't mention that obviously the Lions have a very personal connection to social injustice and to the killing of unarmed black men in their own locker room because of what happened with Tracy Walker's cousin, Ahmaud Arbery, earlier this year. And... Tracy Walker has talked about it a little bit over the last few months. He and I spoke in May when he explained his grief and his anger over Ahmaud Arbery's death and how he kept watching the video over and over, trying to figure out how and and why, and that he's going to wear a helmet sticker this year to honor Ahmaud Arbery. And Justin Coleman had a connection with Arbery and his family too, so the issues the Lions are speaking about have very personal connections to them within their own locker room. And I don't know. I'm not sure what else to say here other than it was really powerful listening to every player and to Matt Patricia speak today. And I encourage you to find the Zoom calls. I believe they're on DetroitLions.com and watch and listen. Trey Flowers said something during the Zoom call that really stuck out to me as well, that they understand that they might get criticized for doing what they did. They understand that the narrative might change, that people might spin what they did differently than what they meant it as, but that they're not going to stop talking. They're not going to stop speaking their mind. They're not going to start stop speaking out on what they believe is wrong and trying to affect change. And he said this during the Zoom call, which I thought was super interesting. We're dealing with times right now where it's something shaking in the world. It's definitely an unprecedented time to where it comes with a pandemic. But then there's something that's been going on for quite some time is the social injustice that's going on. It's just important for people to understand that, yes, we're football players. We're in camp. We're in the bubble. But like I said out there, we have brothers. We have sons. We have fathers. We have cousins, nephews that they are not in camp. They're not in a bubble. They have to go and deal with real-world situations, so it's tough. But we understand that we all have a job to do. And like Deron said, we'll play football, but we'll also change the world with our platform. And they truly believe that Tuesday was a step in that. They've taken steps before. Tuesday was another step. I don't believe it'll be the last one. A couple of players said that even before Tuesday, they had been having discussions about what they would maybe do next, what their next 
plan would be, how they would address things in the future surrounding the issues of social injustice, systemic racism, and police brutality. They were having that discussion already. And then Tuesday happened and they had just, they needed to speak and they needed to have their voices heard. And I'm going to play this quote here from Trey Flowers and we'll end on this for today. And to me, it was something that was very powerful. And I think it speaks to the understanding that they have of what they're doing. And Matt Patricia used the word brave when he was asked about his players today and how he felt about them. And I thought that that was a really apt word to use because you don't see other teams do this. You don't see teams do this very often, if ever. And uh, I'm going to read that quote from Patricia to you, and then we will get to the Trey Flowers quote. This is from Patricia. There's not even words to express that, right? Talking about how proud he is. Talk about brave. Guys going out there and certainly young men who are much more involved with the social media world than I am. They all know there's immediate feedback. They all know there's immediate response. But the strength and power and unity, I think that was unbelievable today. This team's the group of men we have in that locker room. That's a good group of men. I love those guys. We obviously understand the football side of it, but it's not about football today. And the Lions made it certainly clear that no, it was not at all about football. It was all about issues, real world issues that they see and that they hear about all the time. And again, here's Trey Flowers. And, you know, we definitely, you know, have some ideas, have some conversations brewing. And, um, you know, it, it's just one thing, you know, we understand that about America and about uh, people in America is that, you know, the narrative can kind of get shifted. And, uh, we understand that it's a sacrifice, you know, might step on some toes you might rough some feathers but uh in in order for change to happen in order for something to happen you know someone has to be uncomfortable and you know i think everyone inside these walls understand that understand what it's going to come with the backlash that may come with you know how the media try to depict it how you know fans try to depict it how they you know say there's no room for politics in football but you know like i said we football players, but we humans. And uh, everyone in this world is a human. So, you know, just because, and, and, and you know, I want to say this as far as that being our brother, that being our father, we are all brothers, the human race. You know, we are all one. And, and once we realize that and overcome just the, the difference of skin color, the difference of culture, then, you know, we'll start to love one another, treat others as as they are us. And that was Trey Flowers with a really powerful message on a really powerful, powerful day in Detroit. I want to thank my sponsors, even though we didn't read any of their ads on this episode, Thera One, NFL Sunday Ticket, and Bet Online. Couldn't do this without them. And I want to thank my producer, David Woodley. I want to thank Regents Field. I want to thank Blue Wire for hosting this podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mike Rothstein. And, uh, you know, that is this show. And 
Tomorrow, we will probably get back to talking some football, but my guess is we'll probably talk a bit more about this as well, as this isn't going to be a one-day thing with the Lions. I think that they have absolutely positively made that clear with how they handled Tuesday in Allen Park. Chat with you tomorrow. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere.